scientists were back doing, doing another test. I'm, I'm getting really tired of this, Ben. Uh, yeah, me too. I don't know why they just can't let us out of here. Yeah, Mr. S, let us out, please! I, I just want to go home! Yeah, I'm pretty tired of this. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm sick of these Yeah. But I guess for you scientists, um, another test. Um, I'm Subject Grant, and I'm here with my good friend and other subject. Bing Bong. Yeah, sub Subject Bing Bong. Who's your friend who likes to play Bing Bong, Bing Bong? Likes to sing and sing hooray, Bing Bong, Bing Bong. I'm about to be playing with Bing Bong here soon because I'm going to go crazy it's down here. That's gross. <laughs> and... Uh, I guess for you scientists, the movie that you gave us was The Little Prince. So, uh, Ben, what are your what what are your I guess initial thoughts about this movie? Have you like seen this before or anything? I love this movie. Oh, it's a good okay. movie. Mm -hmm. It's like my one one of my favorite movies. Really, uh, I'm a sucker for movies with lighthearted themes and all about don't don't grow up just get older stuff like that because i have a very personal experience with that a very personal experience with getting older but not growing up or vice versa if you want to get technical and that is a famous line or i guess there is a famous line from walt disney that says that he says that adults are just grown-up children yeah I guess I could say that that's true. I mean, it is in a sense. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that like once I finally started getting a paycheck and stuff, like an adult, I was able to buy the things I wanted as a kid. And I'm still like keeping that close to me sort of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I loved video games as a kid. Well, now I have money so I can put money into that investment. <laughs> I, I could buy video games. Yeah. I like Pokemon. I got Pokemon cards. <laughs> I I actually do that. I you get Hot Wheels. I get Pokemon cards. Yeah. See, big. Even though Ben, even though Ben technically adult now, he still buy kid things. <laughs> Anyways, is it an addiction? No, but it's a problem because you know what I do with the Pokemon cards. Oh, what, what do you do with those Pokemon cards? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right, Ben. Ready for me to read the back of this uh, DVD box? Yes. I'm All sorry. right. Here we go. Rediscover one of the most beloved stories of all time from Mark Osborne, Academy Award nominated director of Kung Fu Panda, comes the first ever animated feature film adaptation of Antoine de Saint Experience. I, I can't speak French. Uh, but that's, that's his name. Sorry, I said it wrong. Um, iconic masterpiece. This is the story of a story. At the heart of it all, a young girl living in a grown-up world. A kind-hearted aviator who's just not cut out for this world. And a little prince whose wisdom extends well beyond his years and his planet. It's the story of the little prince like you've never seen before. Prepare for a magical and emotional journey. It is only with the heart 
that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Should I also read it in French too? <laughs> Rediscover your histories. Les boys amenis de tous les tips. Oh wait, it, it like the back of the cover was in French. Well, they have they, there's an English and a French that they gave me both. I couldn't tell if you were just doing French accent or if you're doing French. No, they gave me both an English and a French version, so I thought it would be funny if I did a little bit of the French. Yeah, I figured you don't know French. I guarantee you that. What do you mean I don't know French? You don't know French. That's what I mean. English is a language. French is a language. I know English, which means I know French. You know what? Klingon is a language. <laughs> you know how much merit I give that? None. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess just based off of that, I mean, yeah, that, that pretty much sums up the story, I would say. It doesn't really leave anything out, unlike a couple of the other stuff that like we've read. That's pretty pretty much sums it all up. Yeah. So what what do you think of this movie? We're not there. We we're not there yet, Ben. We got fun facts. Oh shoot, fun facts. I forgot about fun facts. You don't don't ever forget about the fun facts. Because fun facts, Ben. Too bad, so sad, I already did. <laughs> Alright. Fun fact number one. The stop motion scenes in the desert were mostly created using paper. Even the little prince was made out of paper clay. The aesthetic for the Little Prince scenes was very paper-esque and very toy-esque. So I could understand that. Yeah, I actually really liked the stop-motion bits. I thought they looked actually really, really pretty. Yeah, it, it gave a sense of a sense of age to it. Not, not, not being young, but like, it gave a sense of, oh, man, like, this is supposed to be way back. Although, like, well, I guess not. I mean, honestly, like that, that whole... St I honestly thought initially that this movie was going to mostly be a stop-motion thing, but then it turned out like only like one-third of it was stop-motion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a very... This is not a stop-motion yeah. um, film. Fun fact number two. Despite being produced by French companies, the movie was written, directed, and voiced first in English... However, it was the French version, which was recorded afterwards, that was screened in the majority of countries, along with their vocal, oh, sorry, what, along with their local versions until October 2015. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. So, so, so the French came over here and were like, hey, you Americans, make, make us a movie. <laughs> well, the, this is, this film is based on a French book. Yeah. It was it was later translated to English and everything like that and whatever. No, else. it was no, it was it was all done you mean it was later transitioned to French. No, the book. Oh, I thought you meant the movie. No, the book. Oh, okay. I first read the book as an audiobook. Oh, and okay. I I had actually watched the movie first and then listened to the book because I had no clue that it was a book. Oh, okay. But then um it was a lot more of the aviator's story in the book. Uh, the the movie was basically like a continuation, like, oh, what happened to the aviator? Wow. Type of mm -hmm. thing. And I, I, I like that. I like how it told two stories, two, two very similar stories, I should say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think both of these were very, 
very good choices, both the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I just find it interesting that they first made it all in English, and then they went back and then made it in French, and then they sent out the French version everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. That seems just like doing it in French with extra steps. <laughs> when you, never mind, never mind. I was gonna try to make a joke. I was gonna try and make a joke, but I don't have one. <laughs> Good, don't make it then. <laughs> all right. Well, hey then. Fun fact number three: the film made history in Brazil by becoming the first non-American animated, sorry, not first non-American animation to top the box office in the country. It topped the Brazilian chart for three consecutive weeks, gathering over 2 million admissions. Interesting. Wow. I, I, I like, I like this, this movie deserves more recognition, and I'm glad that Brazil gets that. <laughs> yeah, Grant knows what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm so happy that Brazil gets it, man. I mean, Brazil got it. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Oh my god. I think that's amazing that, like, yeah, like a French movie hit it big, unlike an American one. Yeah. Because usually the, the movie industry revolves around Hollywood. Yeah, the, uh, it's, in, it's weird that the movie inter industry is pretty much Hollywood. I mean, you have the occasional Chinese slash Hong Kong film or the occasional Japanese movie. Or the yeah. occasional in, um, India movie, but hey, it's not Bollywood as much as a real thing. Bo Bollywood, sorry, real Bollywood. Thing. Yeah, but Bollywood doesn't really Bollywood doesn't really transition to America though. You missed it, a Alex, our Indian friend, showed us this great Bollywood movie last oh, is year. It the blind one, the the guy who was blind. Nah, it's the one about a guy in engineering school. And like it go, it goes crazy. I I don't know how better to explain it. It's just that's a really good movie. Uh -huh. well, the dance, the dances, and whatever else, because it is a Bollywood movie, are a bit weird and out of place. But still, very good movie. Mm, okay. All right. Fun fact number three. This is a pretty long one, so pay attention. Here we go. Mark Osborne was pitching the movie to actors, artists, and distribute and distributors all over the world using what he called a magic suitcase full of handmade visual aids specifically create to create oh sorry specifically to communicate the tone and the passion for the project model maker joe schmidt created this suitcase which held the art book and told the story of the movie visually schmidt had created a snapshot of osborne's vision for the film a constellation of tiny planets and stars lighted up on one side. A giant art book of illustrations filled the other. From somewhere deep inside the case, Osborne pulled out two large white circles that held slides that when he placed up to each eye display 3D images of stop-motion puppets. Then Osborne started flipping switches. In no time, a one-way mirror slid away to reveal a hidden chamber holding a collection of yellow pages below. It was a mock-up of Saint, oh, uh, the writer's name, Saint Exubere's original manuscript, a key plot point in Osborne's film, 
Over the course of four years, Osborne pitched the movie close to 400 times. I'm not going to lie, I didn't understand most of that. Okay, so I'll give you a quick version of it. Basically, Osborne pitched the movie to literally everybody, trying to get somebody, to, trying to get people to like work on the movie with him. And his, like his buddy, like one of the model makers, made him a whole suitcase full of visual aids. And he would go around showing people all these visual aids. And he pitched the movie about 400 times. Wow. As he should. There was a powerful message told at, at the end of this, or throughout the movie and the book. And I think that, yes, yes. I, I like this. This is good. Attention, yes. That means he pitched the movie about f like five or six times a week. That's ridiculous. Hey, he's a working man. I guess he really wanted this movie to happen, and I appreciate a man with a passion. Exactly. You can't. You can't dog on him. I'm saying. <laughs> no, I would never do that because he has a passion, and he and he fought hard for it, and he find and he and he made it happen. Yeah. All right. Fun fact. Number four, the this was the first animated movie to open in open the Santa Barbara Film Festival since the festival started in 1985. So, do you know what like the Santa Barbara Film Festival is at all? No, it's it's just one of those uh, like indie film festivals where like smaller studios go there and show off their film, and if they gather like a big enough gathering or support for the movie, then they possibly send it out to, like, more theaters later. It's, like, almost a pre-screening of the movie. Okay. So, basically, like, the previews you see before a movie? Similar to that, but except for, like, an actual, like, except for you get to see, like, the full-length version of the movie, like, months ahead of, like, everybody else. Okay. If, if, they, if they choose to go any further with it. Usually some movies only make it to like this. And I, it's usually like a two-week event, I think, or like a week-long event where people just go to the movie theater like all day long and watch a bunch of indie films. Darn right. Which I, I would like to do that, but not with a bunch of indie films because I'm not much of an indie film guy. Mm, same here. And I do I do like indie films, but they're, a lot of them just aren't my, my style. Yeah, a lot of them are like have a deep take on things and I don't I'm not really that kind of movie goer. <laughs> yeah. All right, the final fun fact. Fun fact number 5. The Little Prince became the most successful French animated film ever, grossing 97 million worldwide. What? Yep. <laughs> Dude, nice. It's the most successful French animated film. F yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, darn. You happy that one of your favorite movies is considered the top in its uh, area? Darn, dude. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty cool that 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 movie is like one of the best movies. I haven't seen a lot of French movies, so I guess that's that's nice that at least that like a, a like a heart a, a wealth. I can't think of the right word, but like a like a decent movie actually is like the best movie with yeah. a good mess with a good message behind it. Yeah, I wouldn't really call this a French movie. 
But I would call it French-based. Well, I mean, it is French. I mean, everything, like, all, like, the... Like, everything about it's, like, French, other than just the dialogue. It it doesn't feel very French, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it was made... It was directed by and written by Americans. Yeah. It's weird. I, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird movie, considering, like, it was made by Americans, but produ- but, like produced by french people yeah it's like a weird thing weird wombo combo we it is <laughs> that's the best obviously the best way to describe it weird wombo combo all right so finally let's get into how much this movie made so well i guess you heard how much this movie made <laughs> this movie made a 97 million dollars although it did cost them seventy-seven point five million to make. So if you multiply that by two, you're looking at a hundred and fifty-five million dollars mm-hmm. that it costs. So that means that this movie ended up losing fifty-eight million dollars. Oh wow! Although it's considered the best producing like French movie, it still like lost a ton of money. There was a lot of animation work done for this, mm-hmm. so I kind of get it. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I think that's that's interesting. That there's like, oh, it's the best grossing French movie, even though it lost money. <laughs> oh, big, big old oof right there. Yeah. All right, Ben. Now we get into how I thought how I how I thought about the movie. So what were you asking me earlier? What was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part. Um, my favorite part was my favorite part was probably the relationship between the old man and the girl. I I really liked that relationship that they that they built. Mm-hmm. And to watch it grow. That was that was nice. That was really nice. Yeah. The, and I, and, I, and I also I also liked the stop motion part. But sorry, what were you saying? The the relationships in this in this movie are very well told. Um between the girl and the mom, between the girl and the old man between the aviator and the young boy, like the, the relationships were told very well. Yeah. And I had a soft spot for the whole Fox thing. What do you mean? Well, like, you know how like the little prince's like best friend was like a Fox. And then the little girl, the little girl had like a Fox with her and stuff. I guess kind of. Yeah. What do you mean? It's like a huge part. Like the little. Like I know. About, I know. I know about the boy and the fox. Of course, I know about the boy and the fox. But I don't remember the girl having the fox toy. Oh, okay. Well, but the thing is, like that actually hit close home to me because I have a I have a stuffed animal fox that has like been like my childhood stuffed animal. So mm-hmm. that like really that like really hit close home <laughs> for me. Yeah, and I get that. I have my teddy bear. I love my teddy bear. bear. Nicholas Jr. (laughs) Oh, Ben, what did you like about this movie then? I loved the story that the little boy told. I didn't really, I wasn't really too big on the ending of the little boy's story. Uh The little prince's story or whatever. But I do, I do love the story, his story throughout the movie. And, okay. and the book, I guess, as well. So first, if you don't know, there's this mysterious boy that shows up in the desert with a um, crashed plane pilot. And so to help pass the time, 
the boy tells the play pilot his story. And the story is that um, the boy lived on a planet, on a little comet. And this comet was very susceptible to over overgrowing with these bow bushes. I think that's what they were, bow bushes. And these bow bushes were very invasive, very invasive plant species. So he has to trim them off because the comet isn't very, very big. So he just snips it, whatever. If he doesn't, then it would just be a planet of tree. And one day this rose begins to grow. The boy falls in love with this rose and wants to take care of it, give it everything he can. Well, the rose takes advantage of this and makes the boy get all of her, all of her deepest, darkest desires, like, She's like, oh, I need this because I don't feel too well. Oh, I need this because I need this. Stuff like that. Whenever it's all just wants. So the boy feels overwhelmed and goes off to find himself. Find it, find why he's doing this. Um, if what he's doing is good and everything like that. So he comes across these different planets. One with a businessman. One with a... What was it? One with a self-centered king. It was a yeah, self-centered king. Um, a guy that would bow his like he would bow and tip his hat to every time he was like applauded or like recognized. And yes. uh, a businessman. And then a businessman, yeah. So each person on these planets, there was always just one person on the planet, is a sense of mankind's adult sins quote-unquote like the like the seven sins of man kind of thing but these are these are all about being adults so the businessman was concerned about money I have to make money i have to do this 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 to make money order 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 it's all about the money 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 it's all about the money 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 <laughs> exactly and then the king was so all about um my mind my mind mine Everything's mine. I everything I see, I own. Stuff like that. And then the self-centered man was all about. I believe it was about pride. Yeah. He was. He was very. He or pride or attention, whichever one. Mm -hmm. And so, he would he would try and bring all the attention to him. And then once, once people like acknowledged him, he was happy. And so the little boy tell is he's conflicted because these people are just they they don't seem they seem bad and they're they they're very self-centered very selfish and they the boy doesn't understand then when he comes across the aviator eventually he realizes that he cares about the aviator through telling his story they they build a bond eventually the the boy asked the man to draw him a sheep. The aviator draws him different kinds of sheep and stuff like that. And eventually a box with holes in it. He, he the boy says, Well, yeah. The sheep is in the box, so it's protected from any wolves or whatever, and it can breathe. And it's smart boy. Smart yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. Big brain. It's all about perception. Like, adults are susceptible to, if you can't see it, it's not there, type of thing. Well, yeah. Well, kids are, are very 
oh no, it's there. They're like, like imagination based, like playing with your toys. Oh, it's a Mander spaceman coming in for a landing type type of thing. Like, <laughs> and that's that's what the aviator takes away, and so that's what he's trying to teach the little girl because the mom, the the little girl's single mom, is like. You have to succeed. You have to you have to succeed so you don't fail at life and you have money so you're comfortable so that you can you can do the same for your kids in the future. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's very it's a very good story to tell because if you take life too seriously, you end up becoming the mom or the 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 businessman at the end of the story where he owns all the stars and uses uses them to power power the 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 planet of cities whenever that's that's not good don't do that because then there's no stars in the sky what are you gonna look out when you look up what's gonna be beautiful like nothing it's just gonna be black type of thing Mm -hmm. it's just i i love this movie it it has a very special place in my heart Mm -hmm. because it hits home yes i growing up i was i was bullied a lot so i had to sort of grow up early I had to I had to grow up early and like stop and sort of cast away my my kid self to try and move away either either join the bullies group so that I I don't get bullied or either push like find a way to avoid all of that. And I did a little bit of both, I'll admit. So it it it's a very real thing to grow up too soon. Mm-hmm. And to forget who you were. That's why I'm so yeah. silly now. Because I'm, I'm I'm living back on my kid days that I never got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. Also, one of my favorite parts of this movie was... I can't remember if it's in the movie or just the book. But it's, it starts out with the aviator as a kid drawing, drawing a snake with a giant lump hmm. in the middle. And everybody's... Mm-hmm. Every every adult that he shows is says, "Oh, it's a hat." No, it's a rug with a lump or, or whatever else, something that's not real. Actually, it was a snake that had eaten an elephant, and whenever oh. he whenever he actually draws that, draws the elephant inside the snake, the adults think that he's messed up. He's like, "Oh, that's sick." Uh, a snake eating an elephant? That's disgusting. Type of thing, and it's it's very it's very strange how adults perceive a kid's imagination. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Ben, I guess I'll ask you first. What did you dislike about this movie? I didn't like the ending, but I okay. So I liked the ending of the aviator and the girl. I didn't like the ending of the girl and the little prince because I didn't think that it really needed to happen. Of course, there has to be some kind of conflict with the girl, but I don't think that she needed to either meet the li- the the little prince who had grown up into a li- to a young man and eventually brainwashed by the businessman who's stealing the stars. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that needed to happen. And the fact that he was the only one that could save the stars from the businessman, I I thought that was 
not needed as well. I think I think they just should have really stuck to the whole idea of the conflict between the girl and the mom. Like, yeah, that's just my personal feelings. Yeah. Um. What I didn't like about the movie was that last third of the movie because I was completely and utterly lost. <laughs> I I watched it. I watched it. And I had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> the last third of the movie. Where where are you talking about? From where to where? Uh, when it sh- when the old man goes to the hospital. Okay. Like she goes in the airplane and flies away, and she's like, "Oh, now I'm in this like weird world now, where all the where I guess the little prince was because she had to save him for some reason. I don't. I didn't really follow that." Well, what I believe the idea was that the she she wanted to to get the little prince so that she could let save the save the old man. Well, maybe not save the old man, but at least give him some closure. Wrapping up a I story. Guess? I don't. I don't know. I was. I was just completely lost at that point. I had no idea what was going on. Also, the movie was a little bit too metaphorical for me. A lot of deep thinking and stuff, and my brain don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm the type of person that likes to understand thought processes and whatnot. So I, I naturally tended to enjoy it. It's one thing when you make a movie complicated, like The Matrix or like Inception or like Tenant, because yeah. that one has more of like a mystery to it. But then this movie is a complication, complicated on like a metaphorical level, where it's like. Well, I am like what the fox was saying to the little prince is like I am I am not your friend because I'm not tamed or something like that. But like if you, if you tame me, then I'll be your friend or something like that. I don't know. It was weird. I uh... that whole thing was like your friend's not your friend until you quote unquote tame them. Like we we you you hadn't tamed me until you had brought me to your apartment for three days in a row. Okay, let's not say that. I don't like that word. I'm not gonna say I tamed. I'm not gonna say I tamed you. It worked vice versa. Like I broke you in like a horse bed. I broke you. You know, it's like it's like you get a dog and you tame the dog. Anyway, that's that's what I think it is. But yeah, I mean, I just got really confused. It just really confused me. Also, I'll be honest, wasn't really a huge fan of like the animations not not the stop motion bit that was really cool but the mm-hmm. other style it, it i don't know it just felt it felt off that was that was very indie style that was very yeah that was it um just felt off mm-hmm. and i can get that it's like watching a kid's movie that you had no that you could assume is a kid's movie but at the same time don't 100 know if it's a kid's movie yeah and that's that was my first impression whenever I saw it on Netflix. I was like, "Well, is this a kids movie?" It like I had no clue if it was going to be good or bad. I should say. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's like a kids movie, but it's like a kids movie for adults, so it's like kind of weird. It's like in a weird middle limbo state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Because it's got all it's got like the animation. It's like oh, animation, fun kid stuff, but then it's like. Oh, it's like got like some really like deep tones and stuff that really only adults would like kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Ben. So, 
I guess some final thoughts before you give us uh, your rating. If you haven't read the book, I recommend reading the book or at least listening to it on aud- uh, Audible. It's not a very long read, but it's a very good read. Is it one of those where you should... Is it you should like read the book or listen to the book before you watch the movie? No, because it it introduces the little prince and everything pretty well in the movie. You don't really need to know who everyone is. The book is just sort of like, oh, it dives deeper into the story of when the aviator was in the de- desert and he meets the little boy, and the the little boy go, the the little prince goes into depth on where he's been. Like it, it has a couple more planets, stuff like that. I can't one hundred percent remember them, but definitely recommend. It's again a short read on Audible. It's probably like fifty cents, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Fifty cents. Get that lot of month three fifty. I want to give you three fifty. All right, Ben. So what's your rating for it then? Nine. Nine out of ten. Holy shit, a nine? I I love this movie, and the, again the story that it tells. Wow. So yeah, I'd watch I'd watch this movie like three times a week. Wow. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. Um, I'm this is like oh boy. Okay, you're gonna hate me. <laughs> no, I get it. Not in everyone. Um. It was a good, I mean, I guess the overall message of this movie was, is a good message. Like, don't like, don't ever forget your childhood. Basically. Don't let that fall to the wayside. Don't, don't grow up. Just get older. Yeah. Um, I really liked the stop motion animation. I thought that was very, very well done. I really, really enjoyed those bits of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, the, the things that I didn't like though, was like, the like real world in in quotation marks real world animation i didn't really like that a whole lot is it felt kind of off mm-hmm. i got completely lost and the on the last third of the movie i literally had no idea what was going on there i was and then it's and then i snapped back to reality oh there goes gravity <laughs> like right at the oh, end no. we're not making eminem references <laughs> But with that being said, again, the message was good. I liked the connection between the old man and the girl. I liked that. I liked the stop motion. But I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna have to give this movie like, oh, this is gonna be my lowest rating. I'm gonna have to give this movie like a five point five, dude. <laughs> Personally, I, I don't know. It, I just, I just didn't like it. Oh, man. <laughs> Which, with that being said, this gives the movie a 7.25. Mm-hmm. This feels like Chicken Run all over again. <laughs> I, I can't quite remember that one. I wasn't there for it. Caleb gave it like a 1, and I gave it like an 8.5. Oh my. Because <laughs> he's like, I just wanted to watch Wallace and Gromit the whole time. It's like, well, shut up, Caleb, you're watching Chicken Run. <laughs> Sure, Caleb. What do you know? <laughs> All right, I guess before we close out our uh, test, Ben, you got a Hot Wheel of the Week for those scientists. All right. So this is this is like a this one this one's like a like a a PT cruiser type thing. A PT cruiser. All that I know is that on the bottom it says CFH01. 
and I don't think that's the name. Mm-hmm. It's like something you'd see out of a James Bond movie, except it's not black. It's got the it's it's got the the, the no roof, the anti roof. Got two seats. Got, the, got two seats. One for the me and one for the hoe. <laughs> then then the uh, the fronts. It, the whole car is like bright bright red, but the paint job. On the front, it goes from about the headlights, then narrows down real quick, and then it's a straight white and black line down the middle. Ooh. And on the side, at, from about the front of the door to the back wheel, it's got like this this upward to right curving curving stripe of red and, or no, not red, white and black that's filled in. And that's pretty cool. Nice. Just get the get the get the like the, the the wheels are like all black except until you get to the very edge of the rim, and then it's all white. Mm-hmm. Then then what else? What else can I say? The uh, the the part where the the back where the the roof would be if it was a convertible, it's got like this cool mm-hmm. little cool little tailpipe looking thing, and but it's like. It's it doesn't go back or anything. It's just at the the head of the seat. Oh, okay. it's kind of like the kind of like the rear wind windshield, but it's but there's no glass there. It's pretty cool. I like that. Nice, nice. <laughs> I think this is one of my one of my better cars. Ooh, okay, okay. I see you. Yeah. Hot wheel of the week. All right then. Well, I guess uh, for you scientists. I know you guys are bored as fuck because we, because you have to listen to us all day. Uh, you can follow us on our Instagram that might still be up, hopefully. Hopefully someone's updating it for us because fuck you, Mr. S. Uh, that's at the Media Men Pod on Instagram. You can go there, follow, follow that. Uh, you can also listen to some of our old podcast episodes before you guys kidnapped us because I know y'all got some downtime. Uh, that you can find on any podcast platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like anywhere you listen to those podcasts. Or what? Purple Podcasts. Or Purple Podcasts. (laughs) One-eyed, one-horned, wild Purple Podcast theater. (laughs) Uh, But with that, I'm Subject Grant. No, I'm Subject Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Bing, Bing Bong. Who's your friend who likes to play bing bong, bing bong, who likes to sing and say hooray, bing bong, bing bong. And we'll see you guys next time for the next test. Goodbye. Snake in my boot. Yeah, I don't mess with no dang dirt snakes. You hear me? I don't mess with them dang dirt snakes. And then pool noodles with legs. Did you say they're the puma of the lakes? No, I said them pool noodles of the lake with legs. Oh, I thought, I thought you said they were the pumas of the lake. They are pretty much pumas of the lakes.
<laughs> Actually, no, those are alligators. 